Hey, greetings everybody. Uh, Wesley Pepper here, and you're tuned to my podcast, Wesley Pepper's Art Lexia, which is brought to you by Spodcaster and Bible. Uh, before we get started, um, let me just say big up to Joari Shlope for coming through last week. Thanks, my sister. It was really fun speaking to her. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping in touch with regards to Botaki magazine. Um, it was a really interesting initiative, um, and you know, like, her hustle is pretty interesting, man, and we'll see how it goes, man. We'll definitely be having her on in possibly two months time or so um so keep your ears out for that uh just remember the art giveaway uh is love for grabs um remember it's still only available for my south african based listeners and as a money thing as <laughs> a money thing uh ah uh, yeah i say it every week but remember it's all you need to do is like subscribe or comment to this current episode and you can win yourself an original artwork done by myself and yeah so moving on today's episode we're talking to the beautiful Cesar and Corsi. we are recording live in her offices in her office yeah, at the Salt Lake University in Kimberley, and um, she's very excited, so I'm <laughs> glad to have her uh, here with me today. Um, so we're going to be talking about, um, well, three things in general. Um, we're talking about her writing, of course. Um, I know she's involved with the Poetry Africa coming up pretty soon, um, and um, she's a creative, or oh, she's a lecturer at the university. So we're touching a, base, a little bit base about the academic side of um the writing uh, world, I guess, post-COVID, um, and talk about, um, there's, a, there's also a touching thing for people who's living in Kimberley about the Soul Plyke brand, so it's kind of a, I don't want to give too much away, so I'm just going to ask her that straight up before we start, or rather when we start, so, and we're talking a little bit about uh, her, her company, House of, House of Caesar, and her projects, and what she's up to, and all of that, so look forward to that, it's going to be really cool, man, um, like I said, we are recording live today, um, so it's actually my second one in 60 three episodes, so that's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, um, remember I'll speak to you after this. Thank you. Baobalb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobalb.org. Okay, uh, Cesar and Corsi, uh, welcome. <laughs> Ah, thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. Yeah, thanks for coming through, man. Um, yeah, let's get let's get straight into it, man. Um, sure. So, just for everybody, just to create the scene, <coughs> um, we are sitting in your office at the Salt Lake uh, University of Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, we spoke a little bit off air. Um, actually, you. Um, oh, wait, first, do you want to do the poem now? Oh, no, um, let's talk. We'll okay, let's talk. Yeah, we'll get it. Um, um, just for the listeners, like, um, she actually just read, like, a very, very beautiful piece just before we started. Um, I just thought it would be really cool to have it on the show, too. So, yeah, anyway, uh, you're working at the Salt Lake thing. Now, as we, as we spoke, like, a bit off-air, man, uh, which is something, so my parents is from here. I grew mm-hmm. up here. Um, you know, it's very much, I still regard this place as home. Mm-hmm. Um this, um, the names of like I think as a brand as I as if you look at the brand as as as, as how, what it represents mm-hmm. I think it's taking a real bit of a dip of like um, it's funny enough the university is is, is is directly opposite the municipality yeah. which bears the same name yeah. and that I mean it's bad bottles yeah. water cuts uh, people in 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 the Soplaki municipality. Uh, don't associate so like you with the man, with the writer, with yeah. What's your thoughts on that, man? Well, I think it's it all has to do with the history, the wrong history that people were given 
Because I find that people don't even know who sold like you was. Because those are things that are not taught in school, for example, because it would mean that people uh, learn about, you know, who they are and where they come from and how great they are. So it and it's very ironic then, ironic then that all those heroes, I mean, even Robert Sobupe, mm. his his office is supposed to be a museum, but it looks like you would cry if you were to see this, as opposed to as opposed to maybe Cecil John Rhodes down the road, you know, mm-hmm. even the statue, it's nicely protected, still soft like a statue is right there at the yeah. park. It is vandalized, it is not looking clean. So I think it has to do a lot with our history, a very sad history. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that one actually it cuts deep, man. Mm-hmm. Um it cuts, it cuts deep. But I don't want to talk about service delivery. I think um yeah, like I said, it cuts deep mm-hmm. that one. Um, because currently there's actually no water in certain parts in Gimli. Um, and yeah, anyway, certain so loading as a nightmare, I think it's really messing up the brand. And you um, know, it's so ironic also, Wes, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me saying Please. that this place is where we find the biggest diamond. The biggest manhole is found here in the big hole mm-hmm. in Kimberley. Mm-hmm. But trust me, with all that gold and mineral and wealth. Kimberley can't even afford to have streets that don't have potholes. It feels like a, a city in a hole because mm. we have the biggest <laughs> hole in the world. Yeah, everything is just sunk in there. Yeah, so that's... you can imagine the poverty, drug abuse, and etc. Which is this is what it is, you know. It's sad. Yeah, it cuts deep. Um, it cuts the actually <clears throat> the irony. Of um, yeah, and there's such a lot of great talent to come from this part, including myself, of course. Damn it! Including uh, so like you, by the way, the first guy who wrote an English novel. You know, an activist, the founder of the ANC, mm-hmm. language activist. He was an international guy. He makes it one fashionable. Mm-hmm. You know, globally. In England, in London, in America, he spoke, you know, and we don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah, and this is also John Rhodes statue and uh, Queen Victoria, uh, which is directly opposite him, is still standing and nobody touches him. So sure. that type of thing, actually, <clears throat> anyway, maybe you just get yeah, breathing a bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cesar, I know that you are a lecturer at the university, right? And you're doing yeah. creative writing. Um, we spoke a little bit off air and in our private time about certain things to do with the creative writing. We, as we, as, as we know, we're sitting in a post-COVID world. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that from a visual art perspective, uh, artists' work has, hasn't really taken a somber <coughs> turn, but there's definitely more serious tones reflected in, 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 in work produced, especially in 20, uh, uh, 2021. For sure. Uh, and galleries, I know my gallery, we had a bit of a debate about it, about that same thing. Tell me about a little bit about the writing. Sure. Um, what, are the, what are students writing about in Soul Black? At, at the, what, are, what, what are your students writing about? Uh, uh, what are they, what is the influences? Why are they coming mm. here and what are you teaching them? No, honestly, I haven't taught creative writing yet. I've been teaching the, 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 the English literature. I've been teaching English literature for the past two years, two to three years. And so what I can say from that perspective that the students are shocked because we decided to make the curriculum very black, full of pride, you know, like very South African, very relatable in terms of language and backgrounds, you know. So we chose a colored 
authors like Don Matera, mm-hmm. we chose black um, authors, we chose white authors like um, Aniki Kroch, for example, you know, who, because we wanted to embrace diversity but bring the literature back home so that the students yeah. can relate. Yeah. But when you bring up issues or books like Silo Dager's 13 Cents, you know, mm. it's quite graphic, it's yeah. quite very reflective yeah. of even their society because also in Kimberley, we are surrounded by street kids. Yeah. And the book is about that. I don't know. It was very heavy to the students. They couldn't really handle it. Um, sure, that's interesting. They were very uncomfortable because they've never seen. And remember, there's no reading culture mm. in that's our country in general. Yeah. Here it was. There's no reading culture. So the literature shocked them. Others took it very personally. Like it really was intense at some point. Sure. But um, that's what the role of literature is. That's why writers write to reflect, mm-hmm. to, to make you see what you don't want to accept and what you see and you know, but you're just oblivious to it. It's just like mm-hmm. a shock. But um, in terms of what they are interested in, I'm not sure yet. I won't be that person. But like after our classes, we, we get to understand why uh, decolonization is important, why mm-hmm. you know black pride is important because mm-hmm. we want them to see themselves to see themselves and just be themselves so that they can contribute to the world globally. And that's the only way. Mm, interesting. Um, I actually want to unpack the whole uh, <coughs> pride uh, and I guess how culture effective in, but more in your writing. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, another question about the, about the students here. So, you know, we're sitting in a very, you know, I know the education system has taken a bit of a knock since, since 2020. Yeah. I know a lot of institutions have restructured the, Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's that? How's that impacted you sure. at the university? Yeah, no, it's been hectic because obviously uh, with that and remembering the dynamics of this province in particular, mm. you know, of accessibility. And then we don't have water, you were just saying. Mm. Imagine then having to make sure you have data, my God. Oh, Whilst you're yeah, still struggling about data. So yeah. it's like... It's been a very uh, strange thing, but the university uh, made sure that most of the, all the students, as much as possible, had access to data and laptops to work from home. But then still with that, the challenges that we've got were like, now the students are not at a institution, so they're at home, and home has got its own dynamics. Yeah. You can yeah. hear the screaming in the background, the baby crying. So the challenges were just, but we are trying, and I think students are also doing their best. How is that reflected in the in the in the in the students' results, in the academic results mm. for, for 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 last year? <clears throat> not sure of the stats. <laughs> um, I'm not sure of the stats. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. But what I can say through my observations. The students who improve are the ones that really want to, because you do find a student who is in their worst situation, like, you know, who's going through the most in life, really yeah. coming out really strong. Someone That's will tell you that point. I have to, th- there's no library in my community, so uh. I can't even ask anyone, English is so difficult, my God, but at the end of the year, they 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 they, they do great. It's amazing. Um, I don't know if you... Can answer this question because I think it's. But let me let me, let me just give it some perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of my guests on the show and I and I and I and I repeat that or I try to repeat in most episodes is that creative people like nobody 
Nobody says, yo, I'm going to be an artist one day. I'm going to make so much money. You know, you either yeah. are one or you're not one. You yeah. either have it. It's, it's, it's very black and white. Yeah. There's no gray yeah. areas. So, I mean, like, um, if, uh, if, uh, if, 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 if a student was, 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 was coming, as you say, from, 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 from an area that might not always have a library, and if they do have a library, the library is usually very purely uh, managed, mm-hmm. and the catalog is usually outdated, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you think that... Um, in a post-COVID world, that there's going to be more or less of these writers because it's interesting how in I the past few months so. how people have been viewing creative work or creative mm-hmm. people working in the industry. Has there been... Can you comment on that in any way? You know, for me, I actually hope that uh, creative writing will be even more embraced in this hybrid system of being physical and spending time online. I think I see this also as an opportunity for growth in that space in terms of how do I also, as a poet, present my work, like in a in a three minute video, whatever these things that they do with the visuals online mm-hmm. to sell the products? How do I then uh, make my work accessible? You know, and also just still keeping to the integrity of the work and how I'd like it in a book, of course. I think the both worlds can exist post COVID, um, and yeah, and it should be done that way. Uh, we just had a mini interruption here, but anyway, Caesar, you can continue. Yeah, but but like I think that both worlds can definitely coexist because, like for example, since I moved to the Northern Cape from Gauteng, uh, I've been uh, doing these collaborations with a band in Jobek Soweto, and we have been doing, you know, gigs online and physically as well, uh, so that the art grows. And actually, I think this is an opportunity to even. You know, make your work known to a wider audience. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, um, I've from from everybody who I've been speaking to has definitely uh, one of the most consistent um, themes across all my guests has been that, uh, especially with the the, the 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 first part of last year. So so between March, April, May, mm-hmm. so before it started getting really cold, uh, was actually quite a productive. Uh, yeah. a period for a lot of artists because they went back into their studios mm-hmm. um, everything was quiet they could reflect and they've been producing they a hell of a lot of work and, and, and a, a, like beautiful work yeah deep work yeah. you know because your COVID made you think about yourself mm. like you you had to just rediscover yourself in a new light yeah yeah you've been forced in a corner to really reflect and I think that's the goal right when mm. you're able to create your art for, from the truest part of yourself, whether it's painful or glorious or happy or sexual, central, you know. Yeah, all of the above. All of the above, for sure. Um, I've definitely noticed that uh, 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 this was a trend that I noticed towards the end of last year um, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, coming into the beginning part of the year. On that productive element, a lot of artists have also, as you say, been sort of being more reflective and having more just time to think and to center oneself. Uh, there's also been a shift towards sort of a spirituality uh, or deeper understanding of, of spirituality. spirituality. Um, I've picked it up in poetry mm-hmm. more so than music and visual art. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, In fact, yeah, anyway, I want mm-hmm. to give this, another example, this, yeah. but but I've, I've, I've picked up at themes. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, what do you have to say about that? Sure. Comment on that. Honestly, I just think that um, a lot of people are like they've woken up from a lot, a lot, you know. Like, I think this is the time when people want to find out who they are 
And obviously that journey means that means that they will experience all of these emotions, you know, they will hear they are calling if they come, I don't know. But I just think that it's that time of of being alive where people are just going back to their center. And that is a very hectic project. Yeah. It brings out a whole lot of issues, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, mentally, emotionally. Uh, sometimes know. those issues are not the nicest not things the nicest to reflect things. and yeah. they yeah, it's 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 but also you asked me about like the role, like the trend in poetry right now. Yeah. I can tell you that yeah. just on, on what we're talking about now, the improvement, I think. Like I think this generation of writers have got a very strong voice. Interesting. And a unique voice in poetry, <clears throat> in poetry right now. I mean there are a lot of exciting people like Tim House, uh Simona Wonke, Vangi. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, voices are, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are really hectic people. Yeah. Like, very just hitting. Yeah, the and just for the listeners, like in South Africa, when we say hectic, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's usually <laughs> a good thing, but not always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a little bit of both, but mostly a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And speaking on that, let me share this poem. Please. Um, it has a Zulu title, though. Please. It's which translates, It's Good to Keep Quiet. Izolo aslalanga minanoma. My mom didn't sleep. My mom and I didn't sleep at all last night. We sang a duet of Zwana Pefumulo, decided to guide the prayer meeting. Both my brothers were out there, only God knows. Their phones were switched off. We calmed our spirits down. Mom and I showed me a way, a new way of kneading the scones dough. My firstborn managed the oven while we went out hunting for sharp knives. I found an okapi, sharpened it in the kitchen steps. My lastborn looked miserable. Mom, did you see that there's a goat in the bathroom? Yes, love. Do you need to use the toilet? Are you scared of the goats? No, mama. It's just that the poor goats didn't make a mess. But here you are. You and Gogo are busy sharpening your knives. I chuckled and said something in response and went on with my life, fetched a bowl to place the heart and liver. The men arrived after midnight. After the wind allowed the fire to burn, just as we got off our knees, our hands red with animal blood. Yeah. So I think that's what it is, where's also the spirituality thing. I think now we have the freedom to really express. Because remember here, I'm talking about slaughtering a goat, for example, as part of a ceremony where this, this narrative takes place, you know? It's not shameful. I'm not scared. I don't care what anybody thinks about that because it's my reality, my pride. Wow. So I think that's how, that's why even the, the, the spirituality is showing in a lot of writers today. Firstly, thanks for the poem. Thank you. It was really beautiful. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah. <clears throat> very beautiful, actually. Uh, um, yeah, man, you were saying there, um, just another thing on the spirituality element. Um, you know that there's, that there's, 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 there's saying, um, you know, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. Um, some might even argue that COVID or 
maybe not the, the the negative side, the death and so mm-hmm. forth, but 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 the, the you know because there's so many layers to the pandemic that it was actually needed in a yeah. in a way to reflect, yeah, know, to find ourselves, yeah. Because shame, I don't want to lie, yeah. It like I know, I know it's terrible and whatever. You can't force people to stop drinking, for example. But I think that break on the alcohol consumption really just saved <laughs> someone's life. Cause geez. Yeah, I know it saved it saved someone's liver. It saved someone's liver. At least maybe extended it with like, yeah, maybe another months. year or something. Because my goodness, you know, I think we needed to just God was like, because nature does that yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they say nature heals yeah. itself. Yeah. So we needed to whew, Interesting example. <laughs> um, what, um, just, just on that, let me just give you like a very graphic example, like with Chernobyl, with the disaster in the Ukraine, the old uh, USSR. Yeah. Um, um, like what that was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And nature has sort of taken over as yeah. really, you know, there's just all these huge weird looking trees and then nature has really taken like yeah. even a massive disaster like that to the end nature yeah. nature wins so so I love what I, I love that metaphor of like Absolutely. man will do whatever but nature, nature will, will eventually always. sort of balance things out exactly and you know funny that's what my meditation was about today balance I find that I need to balance everything like everything should be like balanced you know and I don't know, yeah, maybe it's because it's the Ma'at season where, you know, it's all about balance and justice. I mean, with balance, there's truth, there's justice, mm. there's peace, there's love, you know. Mm. Like, if everything is balanced, man. Mm. <sighs> actually, yeah. that actually sort of leads me to the next sort of uh, <coughs> theme I want to cover, which is your work. Your yeah. art. Yeah. Your art. Um, so with the, with, with the poem, you sort of get the listeners like a, I guess, like a feel of what you write about, you know, the different style of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I start at the beginning, man. Um, give me some of your uh, biggest influences, uh, people who shaped you and like, where did the writing bug um, yeah. start? No, I, I think I've always, cause I, I, I wasn't a very talkative person growing up because I grew up in a, in Jobek, in Soweto, man. In Soweto, we spoke a um, whole lot of languages. Of, what side of Soweto? In Dube. Okay. In Dube, ne? Okay. And listen, my neighbor is Zonga, this one is Sutu. I don't know. And then at school, I'm supposed to speak English fluently. Mm. I, I sort of, like, was intimidated by language. I didn't want to to speak out because it was imperfect. When I visited in KZN, my family were like, oh, my God, what kind of Zulu is this with Sutu and this? And then, you know, at school, it's another. So I started writing. Like, I expressed, expressed myself through writing hip-hop, writing rhymes, you know. And, and that's how I discovered myself, really. It came from just language. And right now, I'm a language activist. I enjoy language. I play around with it, even in my work. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, everybody usually has a, a writer or group of writers oh. that, 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 that shook them up. Is there yeah. off the top of it? I know it's always, you can't yeah. always expect like, everyone to answer everything, but yeah. it's always an interesting question because the first name or first few names are yeah. usually quite... Actually, Adelia Prado. Adelia Prado is a Brazilian poet. Um, woo, she, oh, I love her work. 
she's she's she has a very a spirituality, a lot of spirituality in her work. She's Catholic, but she's also very sexual. Oh. I mean, she's she you know, like erotica. You know, she likes her. She's got something erotic about her writing, and I like her for that. And then there's Isabella Mutarinyane. You know, she's she's from Soweto, and I look up to her yeah i know she she died a few years ago but you know during the times of you know aikmila braik yes yeah yes aikmila times alen kolski yeah what the uh, jesters, jesters, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was part of the jesters. yes yes yeah. yes yes um yeah. i'm also quite uh, uh Influenced by Bototo, um, yeah. I love the journals. Um, so what this is like early two oh, thousands. Actually, yeah, yeah. They, used, they used to publish a lot of art in it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So so that actually, uh, when I put together United Siblings in the oh four five, yeah, those are the type of the books no. are like oh, okay, there's art and poetry yeah. exists. You no, know? yeah, no, definitely. But there's a lot of writers, man. I cannot. Yeah. Sure. But Adelia Prado, definitely, I love it. Love yeah, it. interesting. And Isabella Mutadignani. Interesting, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so um, I guess, uh, you know, where did it become, like, serious, you know? Where did you, like, say, okay, sure, like, this is my thing. Uh, I want to make a living off of it. And... Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. kind of... Because, because what I want to get into, man, is the difference um, is how did your, your processes... And how do your processes shift? You are your writing processes shift yeah. in a post-COVID world. Okay. So that's why I kind of want to start at the beginning and like. And now, like yeah. okay, now you got. I get you. So for me, it started like I started taking it seriously when I got my first gig. It was with NetBank. So what happened? Like after my not being able to write and writing, I published, you know, poems, and they landed in the Sunday World. The, uh-huh. the local newspaper. That time was a big thing. That so it was a big thing, right? Yeah. And then through that a little poem I did, I got a gig at NetBank, and I'm like, oh my God, I can do this. And then I hustled, I hustled, I hustled, like sending my work to international journals, South African journals, getting my work criticized in that way. And then I decided to do my master's in creative writing and continue with it now. I mean, I'm doing my PhD in creative writing. So, because I want to to get better mm. also in just teaching and appreciating yeah. um, creative work you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something freeing yeah. about creative writing yeah. because creative writing doesn't lie you see it speaks the truth yeah. we say what we see like you know it. it's not complicated and I wish that for the young people which is why I started yeah. the House of Caesar yes uh-huh, I want to get to that <laughs> Yeah, because you see how this is that it's we, we try to create innovative spaces for young people. Um, just before you start, mm-hmm. first explain to the listeners who or what is House of Caesar. Okay. It's a company, da, yeah. da, 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 what okay, sorry, doing? sorry. I, I just <laughs> I love House of Caesar, guys. I love House of Caesar. Please check out our work. Um so now House of Caesar is an NPO, so we are a non-profit making organization. And um I mean we we work a lot with children and youth to create spaces where they can rediscover, grow, be self-reliant and yeah, and and grow through music and literature and the arts, of course, because yeah. we cannot separate 
the yes. any of those. So yeah, we do programs that really enrich, like um, that remind people who they are. Mm. Like we just hosted a webinar on uh, Mama Miriam. Um, I gave us yes. at the UN because we want entertainment really um, to understand what goes into an artist when they say they are doing their work. It's really an extension of who they are beyond the singing. For example, with Miriam Akeva was the activist, you know, yeah. a global icon, uh, you know, who was like making language fashionable as well globally, you know, where else here at home we still have issues around languages like here. Yeah, Khoisan, for example, we don't even, you know, know yeah, like one of the one of the most tragic things about the Khoisan language is that like I don't think there's a single African university that teaches it. There's only no, in, so uh, in, in Namibia. No, there is Cape Town. Is they there? have a, a course in the Khoisan oh. and, and here. Oh, and interesting. Here. Can you tell us about that? No, and here we're starting it very soon. Okay. Yes. Very, very uh, interesting. Very, very quick. Uh, soon, we are looking into offering a module in, yeah, in conversational, even conversational coin. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, okay. Which yeah. is that, 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 that. Let me just That's ask a few things on that. How do you, uh, my understanding about the language is, and I can't even pronounce, but I know it's Q-U-A, no? Yeah, it, what's it's the, the Q, yeah, and the coin. Okay. Yeah, they there's two languages. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. I'm aware languages. of that. Mm-hmm. Where do you get, uh, uh, you know, like who's the like, 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 like? Where do you outsource, or rather, what am I asking? Like, is 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 this where do you find the language? I'm talking. No. <laughs> like, okay. like, like, who's who's, who's speaking it? Who's using where do you, it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So where do you find? I find that I mean, I'm not an expert, but I find that in um, Namakaland. Yeah. They use it a lot. So much that they just launched a children's storybook in in I think it was Groy in Koi. it was launched like a couple of months ago. Okay. So the people in Namakwa, you know, Calvinia. Yes, yes, I know Calvinia. area. Yeah, yeah. I think they still use it. But obviously here in Blackfontein, they're just a community on their own for some reason. But maybe it's because of their the nature of who they are, for example. They still need to be integrated to the system, you know, because they are hunters. Yeah. And they live in a certain way. For example, in Blackfontein, they don't even want the windows. I mean, they smashed. I, I don't understand. They cook sure. inside the house. But maybe it's because it's their, yeah, you know, they're nature people. Yeah. They don't yeah. need to be confined in buildings. and. But I don't know. That's just my um, sort of understanding because yeah. you, you won't really find the Koi people amongst communities and speaking the um one of the the, the community um, um, I'm, yeah. I'm friends with a with a with a he calls himself Busman Pit. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's an activist, mm-hmm. right? Um, actually I met him at the book week a few years ago and we've been in touch since then. Um mm-hmm. so he goes full hardcore uh uh you know, you know, with the with the spears, with the with the loin clock yes. and one one what yeah. and he does that in public and he has a reason for doing it. So he sort of goes around, but like one of the one of the issues I have I have with that, not with what he is doing, but that's why I'm interested in Lada. You say that there's, that there's going to be a course going to be here at the top like in Cape Town. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, um, I only thought it was in Namibia. But anyway, uh, uh, was that um, he had a, 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 a few a few filmmakers and documentary makers, uh, 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 you know, 
do a documentary on it. And I found it fetishizes the whole thing, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember remember that disgusting movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy. No, I know. Remember I that filth? You know, like, I still haven't like watched it because it never really the way it was portrayed. My God. So, oh God. Like, like, like it is it's it is insulting. Derogatory. Yeah. So, you know, as a language activist, I know you, you, you said earlier mm-hmm. you can't really speak on behalf of it, and I understand that, but, you know, just like from what you know mm-hmm. and all of that, uh, what is, all, uh, the, I'm talking about the university, uh, um, um, what type of courses are they going to offer and uh, what do you do? Say, say you get a, a, I don't even know what degree or what course you can get in a language, how do you use it or, or why do you think people will go through that system? To, that to, system. To, mm. Given that it's not an official language, yeah, and it still has the gods must be crazy sort yeah, of narrative, which well, is big. Can we just cause also, Wes? Can we not talk about the institution for a second? Okay. I can answer that. Okay. In terms of please. House of Caesar. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. Please. So I can I understand my the institution better than the university. Okay. okay. Because House of Caesar is community centered. Like it's all about balance in the community. So. For example, one of our projects involves having, it's called Healing Hands, which is conceptualized after, you know, Menaputo Sinuga, who is a healer. She's the oldest in the community here in Blackfontein. And she used to make dolls, but she was also a healer. Um, so what we are doing, we are taking kids from Blackfontein and letting them meet with children in Soweto at the um, Morris Isaacson Center for Music they will be sharing experiences and also very importantly, making sure that the Khoi people at least see something outside. That's very important. They are, they are immediate space. Yeah. And we same with the children from Soweto. So they'll meet together, have workshops around music and creative writing, bit of um, IKS, indigenous knowledge systems, and then come back to Kimberley, so it's children from Kimberley, Plafantene, and Khalishiwe, and Soweto. And then they come back here in the province of the Northern Cape and do a showcase, do a song together, mix the cultures, get to know each other. So those are some of the ways we're doing. Also, I'm writing a children's storybook, making Minaputo Senuga the hero of the book for children. Those type of things are pretty important. Yeah. Is when you use the language in practical... Mm. That's fucking dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow, big up, Caesar. Thank like, you. We like tried. that's that's massive. That's massive. We try. Yeah, man. That's that's huge. I don't know. Huge. With with bigger institutions, then I don't know. There's too many politics, man. Ish. I don't have time for that. Like I think it's so narcissistic. It's mm. too me, me, me. It's so un-African. It's all about individuals, mm. but you know. I don't mean to be like funny, but that's why I have the House of Caesar yeah. as an institution of learning as well. Because I'm passionate about education. Let's talk a little bit, um, <clears throat> two more things on House of Caesar. So, yeah, yeah you know, I, I asked uh, at least a variation of the question early on about mm. um, how everything has changed in a sort of a post-COVID world. Yeah. Um, you made mention of, you said like the Zoom gig on Maria Makeba's uh, speech at the UN. Yeah. Um, First question is like, how's House of Caesar adapted to the pandemic? Um, how are you hosting gigs? And what, or what are the, 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 the buzzwords? What platform are you using? Yeah, um, like, okay, so we went from physical poetry yeah. readings and yeah. stuff 
to the online. And I think we've reached, we're able to reach more people than ever through like Zoom meetings and that kind of thing. So definitely, I, I think I like this place, the space. Yeah, the interesting. Space. Mm. I think you, because you get to share your, you get to be global, man. You yeah. share with the wider audience, people yeah. from all over, yeah. all over the world join in you know yeah the 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 the, the, the these platforms uh i didn't read the full article but i saw that something to do with african musicians are somehow again trying to uh, basically monetize one of these uh, platforms uh well it's necessary it's i necessary. think it's it's only way we're gonna make a living mm-hmm. um so somebody has to yeah but i don't know there's still a lot of accessibility issues around that yeah thing, because at the know? end of the day this is Africa and yeah. data and devices mm. you know and then there's a quality of the network which is another nightmare mm. um, but that's I've been complaining so much about that Ish, but yeah we just do the most with what we can but also I just believe in human interaction I'm not about yeah that was actually going to be my next uh, yeah, thing I'm so not going to be is there a balance between the two absolutely and I prefer physical connections anyway because you know when when you hear or when you hear music it's not the same when you you can see music being played you experience know? it hours like that was you want to experience it you want to feel it you want to feel you want to touch it you want to smell it yeah the energy of the poet on stage or the guitarist mm-hmm. playing a solo you know so um and, and just the skill of dealing with people how do you of using your face to communicate of using your eyes you know, instead of being like this talking person all the time. Um, that sort of leads me into a, a closing <laughs> question. And this is what I'm asking everybody. So it's to do with the vaccine, pro or anti-vax. But before I get there, yeah, uh, I've read this week, and this is the 6th of, uh, of August 2021, um, I read that in France and in Italy and now in New York. Um, there's certain uh, 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 public spaces, so, so it's entertainment, uh, theaters, cinemas, restaurants, etc. Uh, uh, there's office entertainment uh, and, 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 and well, in case of restaurant food, that is, yo, I want your uh, 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 COVID passport, they call Jesus, it. Jesus, are you serious? Yes. They're saying that in France it's called a green passport, or is it the yeah? But but the 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 words they're using for are are very like ordered and palatable. It it doesn't say don't pass or chop in your arm. So reminds me of the don't pass. It's 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 a hardcore and it's a relevant thing. So yeah, I've okay. I'll I'll leave my opinions. <laughs> I'll do that separately, yeah. um, because we 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 both artists and like we just said we, that 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 experience. But this is pre-COVID times. How is House of Caesar uh, gonna look at that? So, in other words, will you ask for somebody's COVID uh, ID no. or, or passport in front of the door, or? <laughs> <laughs> Herself, 
so I, I really think that, you know, um, I'm, I'm for finding Amakambi or herbs that nature can really offer us. And I have an interest in that, you know, mm-hmm. in the medicine and health of scissors just tries also, tries to share that information of how you strengthen your immune system, how you change your lifestyle, lifestyle so that, you know, even if COVID can happen, it finds you strong, mm. you know, it finds your body strong. Mm. So those are things I'd rather like promote because also I'm a bit skeptical about the vaccine. Yeah, I that's not what it's that about. Are you going to get the vax? Yes or no? no? No, I don't know. When I have to, I guess I will, but Honestly, I'm not for it. So, so yeah. purely because I don't know what it is, but I know what Mshongyane is. You, mm. Or weed, you know? Mm. I know you take weed and you boil it and you drink it. Mm. And I know what it does. I know what I'm taking in. Mm. There's still... I'm, I don't know what this thing is about. That's the thing. Interesting times, man. Think interesting. interesting times. That's for me, though. Like, I'm not saying people shouldn't, but... Well, like I said, they're doing that in in France and Italy and the States. And as we know, like when they sneeze, the rest of us catch the flu. So I. But I'm sure they will catch us also with like traveling and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. But apparently it's not mandatory. Yeah. But I know if you want to travel, you'll have to take it. So. Yeah, and um, as artists, we have to travel. Um, and uh, I think the day, this is sort of in closing, uh, not sort of these closing, <laughs> but, uh, the days of, uh, I remember, what's this thing at, 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 at baseline? Um, shit, man, there was this poetry festival in the early 2000s, like Saul mm-hmm. Williams game. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, I, I, I saw it was one of the most. Ma- Anyway, but you know what it was in Utah, like I think those though those days when 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 baseline was like everybody yeah. you basically gotta keep your arms to yourself because there's no space and like you're just smelling this energy and there was this vibe. <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna be talking about that with some serious nostalgia, like yeah. <sighs> I don't I really see stuff like that, that type of thing, at least not in the few next few years, man. That's why it's always interesting for me to see how uh, various creators are adapting mm-hmm. to it. Uh, so I also see that closing man where can my listeners get hold of uh, your poetry first um, I know you're doing um, you said earlier you're doing um, uh, poetry Africa yes, that's yes, in a few yes. weeks and yeah just details if they want to get in touch with House of Caesar no, where sure. and how can they get to that no for sure you can check out I actually have a YouTube channel guys it's Caesar Kosi it's a YouTube channel I have some of my performances there but yeah. um, um, Facebook Caesar Kosi definitely and then there's also House of Caesar on Facebook and Instagram and all those nice spaces. Yeah. And on Tuesday, Women's Day, we're celebrating Women's Day in South Africa. I'm doing a thing with Poetry Africa, which is hosted by the University of KwaZulu uh, Natal, UKZN. So, yeah, we'll be sharing the poem that I read to you guys. The first to hear it, by the way, it's going into my book, my upcoming book titled Motherless Bones. So, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you for listening to this podcast podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. 
Hey, greetings everybody. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, talking to Suzanne Cause. Yeah, that was quite beautiful. It was quite nice actually talking to her in her office. It was very cool. Uh, thanks for, for coming through. And um, the, the poet was also quite beautiful. And um, remember, uh, if you want to know more about Suzanne Cause or House of Caesar, that's on her Facebook pages. Or you can always, like I said, everybody, you can just contact me and I shall forward you her contact details. Yeah, man, thanks for all of that. Uh, remember, we are brought to you by Spotcast and Bible. Thanks, Candice. Thanks for all of that. And and um, yeah, man, actually, just in closing, uh, a lot of in, a lot of exciting things happening on Wesley Pepper's Art Lakes here, man. Uh, we actually got a very interesting feature on Jolly Radio uh, based in Texas. We'll be talking to them towards the end of the month. So I'll tell you guys more closer to that uh, about that. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Thanks for reaching out as well. Uh, clearly, guys from all over the world are tuning into Wesley Pepper's Art Lakes. And thanks to all the um, listeners, new and returning. Always appreciated, guys. Um, just moving on to me just forecast next week's uh, episode i'm talking uh we're gonna take a bit more of a as you can see the i was talking or most of the guests were poets uh for the past few weeks so for the next two or three weeks probably three because uh, the third guest has not uh confirmed or not as is not given the green light yet but we're talking uh a uh, more installation based um art so um soskana um, nkosana is actually a very talented uh, 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 um, artist. He does murals, and um, and I really look forward to talking to him. Murals and installations and puppets and stuff like that. This guy is incredibly talented. So looking forward to that. Look forward to that next week. And remember to catch me on all my social media platforms. Um, so it's Facebook, Wesley Pepper. It's at tw- Twitter is at Wesley Pepper, and Instagram is Wesley underscore Pepper underscore. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I had fun today. Thanks all for tuning in and I will catch you next week.